As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Hello and welcome everyone to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. And I don't know about you, but sometimes life as a dentist and life as an entrepreneur it can get just a little bit lonely. Those late night in the offices and working with patients and and wondering, what do you do? Who do you talk to? And that's why I'm so excited about today is because by the time we finish today, you're going to know about the importance of having a community and a tribe around you and how that community can help you thrive. You're going to leave with actual insights to help you find and connect with your tribe and the people who can help make a difference in your life. But even more importantly, you're going to feel inspired to get out there and search for your own tribe. And when it comes to finding tribes and connecting people, I am so excited to have Chris and Roland here. They're from Zyrus Dental. They're the host of the Dental Voice. And wow, do we have exciting stuff to be talking about. Roland, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate being here. Yeah, it's great to be here. I love the fact that we're on this side and you're you're pretty cool. So, you know, although... I got to say, your haircut. Yeah, is there is a big ours. difference. There is a yeah. big difference here, but I'm not going to. But look at that. I, 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 put, I, I put my wig on for the day. So, you know. But, uh, wow, no, I, I'm, I'm so excited. And, yeah, role reversal, because usually you're doing the interviews. And so it's going to be <laughs> gonna be fun to hear from you today. And, and community matters, doesn't it? Incredibly. It's something that every, everyone has a community. And we don't all realize that. But you pick up your cell phone, you have a whole contact list. You have a community. It's just not everybody leans into it, or they haven't really developed a community that gives them what they need in their career and in their lives. Yeah. It in in so we are in dentistry, and although dentistry is this massive, massive, massive industry, it's a very tight community. And mm-hmm. something that we've learned, and you see it all the time, Tim, is that people connect, and when they connect, they it it becomes exponential. The kinds of things that they learn and experience, and and one of the things that we found is the, this concept of a community. Although in, in some instances it's unconscious, but when you make it conscious, it's explosive. It's amazing, yeah. And, yeah. You, and it yeah, you, you, it's 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 cool. Well, right, and you've really kind of pressed into this and, and, and provided some leadership and intentionality with people finding community because I think oftentimes we we stumble into it, and that can take a long time sometimes. And so, so talk to me a little bit about how you have been intentional in helping people find and connect with their community. So it started way back before Chris got here. Um, you know, we work with Zyrus Dental, and you know, we make the isolate, and we have a lot of of customers that we've become incredibly good friends with, that yeah. we've become, I mean, <clears throat> not just raving fans, but intimate, where we get to know each other and all that type of stuff. And what we discovered was 
there was beyond just the connection, there were insights, there were learnings, there was wisdom that, that these individuals had. So we came up with this idea to, is it possible to create something to give people an opportunity to kind of come in? Now, there are a lot, thousands of other communities out there, but we wanted to start something where we gave people an opportunity to share. Chris came on and he's he's now a producer and he started building it. And we we launched Empower Dentistry a little bit over a year ago. And early in the stages, we have over a thousand members. And what we're finding is we're giving people an opportunity to share um, their experiences, uh, problems that they're trying to solve, and then give other people advice. And you know, we we stay away from trying to promote things, although if people use things that they like, that's great. But the context of it is, is this idea of bringing back, and I'm going to use the word tribal knowledge. With the advent of the internet, with the advent of information that's so readily available, what's happening is people are going online to get information. But there is a vast amount, a huge amount of wisdom, learnings that's not written in any book that by asking people, you can get. And we want to nurture, we want to support that. So that's kind of how... And why we continue to do this, and that's that's what we're building. Googling an answer gives you a great result sometimes, but getting an answer, getting a, a, a resource from someone who's done it, someone who's been there, someone who can relate to your exact situation is a lot more valuable and a lot more personal. And it resonates in a different way than the first two Google search results. Hmm. Yeah, and real quick, initially we it, it, it's it, it was clinical, and we would get people talking about clinical things, and. It's expanded beyond that. It's expanded to wellness, expanded to difficulties that people are experiencing um, in navigating the day-to-day of a dental practice. We've had people talking about finances and, and then what is important. We've ta- had people talking about how to, you know, mentoring and, and dealing with, with staffing. I mean, the, the breadth of it um, has expanded so much that we're quite frankly thrilled with the kind of uh, sharing that people have been given us and how candid, uh, the, the candor that people have when when sharing issues. Uh, one of our guests, or they, they've shared that, you know, they've gone through uh, uh, substance abuse. Uh, other people are you know, on the brink of, mm-hmm. of, of quitting their practices and they'll actually say things about it and people reach out to each other. That couldn't be happier that that's happening. And wow. I mean, you through this and it's pretty cool because again you add another dimension to um kind of the the information that tribal knowledge that we're trying to to kind of keep getting out there well now right you kind of talking in your community and the growth that you've seen right i'm guessing a lot of the community members may also be members of their dental society or maybe like a local study club and so why don't you think those discussions are going on in the study clubs or in the in the dental societies what do you think is special about the community that you've created and, and why are those discussions different? Because I've noticed the same thing too. Yeah, well, the average person belongs to between three and seven communities of various types. And what you find is a lot of them are very specific to a group of people or a specific interest or something that maybe you enjoy reading. It's more of an entertainment value and you get a little bit of info out of it, but it's not something you're comfortable engaging. What we've really aspired to do is create a safe, comfortable place for everybody in dentistry. It doesn't matter if you're a dental assisting student or, mm. student or you're a very experienced practice owner. We want we want to have some place where everyone could feel 
comfortable and safe discussing whatever from where am I going to go to vacations to what's new technology to mental health and wellness. And we've really worked hard to keep that openness, that comfort, that friendly um, banter alive in there without having any snarkiness or judgment or, you know, uh, role superiority or any of these kind of things that sometimes can creep into online, the online world, unfortunately. Hmm. We, we foster uh, this context of, you know, what's the problem that you're trying to solve? And then from there, how are you dealing with that? And why is this material, not to everybody, to you? And the context around that is we flip it around. We're not, we're not trying to advocate for people to, to promote things that they're doing or, or, or um, you know, get people to hire them to do stuff. If it happens, great. What we're more about is giving people an opportunity to just kind of share issues or, or share mm -hmm. information that they have. And mm -hmm. it's the breadth is it's wonderful. What's really, really cool is that people are now beyond us, reaching out to each other in our community. And uh, other people are reaching out that they've seen on the program and they're connecting with each other. And that could they're meeting in, meeting in person, yeah. offline, which is very cool. Wow. Yeah, so that, if, if you, you ask what, what makes it different, there's some similarities, but it's also, again, this is we, we, the program we use or we do a podcast like it's called Dental Voice. It's give people a voice in dentistry, like you're giving people an opportunity uh, around dental wealth. It's it's kind of that context that we that yeah. we're really leaning into and want to continue to to nurture. Well, you, and you mentioned something interesting just now, right? You mentioned that you really focus on a framework. Of, of teaching people how to ask and, and share a problem that they're facing and then asking for help, right? What's the problem you want help with? And, mm -hmm. and I bring that up because one of my mentors and a friend, Chuck Blakeman, says the happiest people he knows are the people who are solving other people's problems. Yeah. Yeah. People are sometimes afraid to ask for help. They see it as a sign of weakness. Truly, it's a sign of strength. Mm -hmm. to open up and say, hey, can someone share some experience or maybe help me out with something? Um, but it requires courage and it requires knowing that you're in a place that's okay to do that. Mm -hmm. we, we actually tell people, you know, if you have questions, ask this person. It's interesting. I, I love what you said around the solving the problem. When you're trying to solve the problem by yourself, there's some myopia mm -hmm. that, that you have. Mm -hmm. And Chris and I, we, we, we joke, you don't know what you don't know, but you know what you know. So you think you know, therefore you just know and you, you can't hear anything else. By having somebody else enter that dialogue from outside, they're looking at it with a completely different set of, of, of mm -hmm. perspectives. So there isn't a filter. And they'll go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ro, Chris, why don't you guys do this? And you're like, but Frank, I didn't even think about that. So it's it's also that's also part of the uh, kind of the, the ethos or the, the kind of the sentiment that we're trying to build here. Have somebody else look at the things you're dealing with. Obviously, nothing really confidential or any of that type of stuff but as much as you're willing again you get back as much as you're willing to put in and hmm. that's that's a kind of a, a mindset we have with community and also with with the way we interact so the more direct and blunt you can be the better the the insight and answers you may get there's a nuance to this i can add that you know my wife is great i love Lori very much but she doesn't want to hear about production issues or my challenges at work or whatever drama is happening in the office today. So finding people that are 
like-minded or have shared experiences, someone who can relate. Dealing with the same stuff. Real, suddenly that opens, it opens a whole world of different options and different types of conversations that you can't have with maybe other people in your Rolodex or other people in your life. That's an important thing to find is that your right tribe, the people who, who get it, and you can talk to openly about these challenges. Yeah, well, right, and right, kind of as the moder moderators and the leaders of this community, right, you've helped people focus on, you know, solving problems and in, in, in doing that bit. But how do you work with the community members? And is there a certain mindset community members joining a community should have? Is there a certain way they should think about it? Or should I be thinking, hey, I got a great group, I'll show up, get my problem solved and take off? That's a great question. And there definitely are people who use a community as a research tool, a resource. Uh, I have a singular question. I want to get an answer and then I'm done. And that's okay. I think the amazing thing about communities is that it's not one size fits all. Your need and your use case will be different from Rolando's need and his use case. And that's okay to understand when you build out a community, letting people know that this is here for whatever you value you need to get out of it, whether it's every day at 8 a.m. or it's you know, I come just when I have a specific question and I know that this is a an okay, safe resource to lean into when I need to. Yeah, and I, I'm going to add a little different from what Chris was saying. Earlier on, we mentioned there are a whole boatload of other communities out there. And mm -hmm. these communities uh, have been around, a lot of them have been around forever. And it can be really kind of overwhelming for people if, if you know, they're, you're, if people are considering, you know, maybe I want to join a community, whatever. And the metaphor, I liken it to, you know, books, right? There are billions, bazillions, I'll use that word, bazillion. Bazillions? Yeah, bazillions, because that's a technical term, of books out there that are, that have some incredibly powerful, really insightful information in them. Mm -hmm. Which one do you read? Well, like a book, when, when you're looking for a community, or if you're interested in communities, it's important to do some research and look at look at the ones that seem to resonate with you. Now, what's really important is you need to spend time in that yes. community. You need to actually go in, participate, and look at some of the information, post some things, and see. Because what you'll find is, like a book, as you're reading or as you're engaging with the community, it's either going to capture you, and then you're going to go, oh, I love this place, or it won't. If it doesn't, our, our advice is don't force it because then it becomes fake. It, it doesn't become real. <laughs> Take the time to uh, engage and you, you have to engage meaningfully. And what you'll discover is you'll start making connections. You'll start learning things that, or discovering things that you didn't know before. And before you know it, you've become part of that and, yeah. and it becomes a much richer environment. <laughs> if that doesn't happen up front, like any book, you're reading through that, get through the first 10 pages if it doesn't capture you, don't force yourself to stay in there because now it's it sucks. Okay. <laughs> it's it's kind of gnarly. And you end up in a situation where it's not an enjoyable situation. You're not learning anything. And more importantly, it puts a bad taste in your mouth. So that's the other piece I would have. Hmm. Take the time, find what you want, actually engage. And if it's something that makes you feel good, stay. If it doesn't, don't. I would also add that it doesn't have to be one community. You may find what you need across a couple different right. and then they may each feed you different things like any relationship. You might get a little bit of this from there, a little bit of this from here, and holistically, that gives you what you need. And that's, that's an important thing to realize. It's a bit of trial and error, but 
but it takes an investment on your time, on, on each of our times to find the right community for what we need. Hmm. Well, right. I, I love what you just said, right? Take the time, get involved, press in. But if, you know, if you, you know, start sensing, hey, this may not be the right place for you, it's okay. Go somewhere else, right? And because it can often take a couple times to, to get this right. I know my wife and I have certainly gone through that, whether it's, you know, finding a small group at church or, you know, a new community to be right. part of, right? We dive in, we try it out and we say, hey, how do, do we have something to give and do we have something to get? Because you, you need both of those components. So I love that advice, right? Just jump in and start. And if it doesn't work, go try another one. Yeah, and there's, there's, this, there's this resonance that you'll feel when you're engaging in a community. Because there will be people who will reach out to you or you'll reach back. And as you, as, you, as you become more inculcated, you become more involved in it, all of a sudden it'll feel like really good. And then you'll discover that... There, to your point, Tim, there's meaning in, in the dialogue you're having. If that's not happening, yeah, don't don't keep pushing it because then it be, then it's I'm, I'm gonna say it's fake. And then you're like, well, this this doesn't work. So it's easy to get sucked in by activity. It's easy mm. to find the busiest places. And if I don't get 15 answers to my question, this maybe isn't the right place but rather focus on the quality of people and the quality of conversation, okay. the quality of feedback and the quality of relationship potential there is there. Because you might find that a smaller, quieter community is a more intimate, personal place for you to be versus one that has 60,000 members and you're just you know, a voice of the masses. Yeah, well, right. And that, that's the thing is like you mentioned, there's a lot of different community groups out there and some have hundreds of thousands of members and, you know, some have three or 400. And so, right, this is trial and error to figure out what's going to work best for you. Right. Yeah. And Dennis is also a small, relatively small niche industry, right? If we're talking about tennis shoe lovers or runners or something that appeals to the bulk of the world runners. populations, yeah, you know, sneakers. None of the people like to run. You all sweaty. Run. Runners. Like, can't stop me. Like, I'm not running anywhere unless I'm scared of being chased. But, you know, you got to remember that in those communities, yeah, you have 90% of the world's population are interested. Mm -hmm. We're in dentistry. So we're talking about a smaller group within a smaller group within a smaller group. And that's going to make some of these communities feel different than maybe you get when you go to the Nike one or, you know, something else. Yeah. So you said something here. This And, and I, I, don't, I don't lose the thought. So I'm just going to jump in, Tim. When, when you look at the, a community, any kind of community, join one, especially in dentistry, this, this concept of tribal knowledge, mm -hmm. dentistry is so variable. There are an infinite number of ways that you can treatment plan or a different uh, approaches, um, subtleties in the approaches on, on how you build a practice, how you interact with people, the kinds of instruments and the, the clinical way you do things. By leveraging the access in especially online communities people gain access not just to a local population of people who are in around their, their sphere of influence they actually gain access to potentially other clinicians other experts in the country and even globally and you know when you think about dentistry the reason people are part of study club is because mentoring is a very very uh, big and a very powerful aspect of, of dentistry and, and it's you know people become friends with each other at first mm -hmm. they're colleagues but they become friends and they forge these lifelong relationships and they work together communities give you access 
to people you otherwise would never meet. Hmm. And in some instances, people have created incredibly powerful relationships, friendships with people they've actually never met in their lives other than on a forum. But the insights, the information that they get helps, and they get a lot of mentoring out of that. Plus, there's peripheral, peripheral learning that occurs because as you're, as you're navigating through the community, you're reading, you're able to read what other people are posting, you're able to lurk, which is a, something that's wonderful. Imagine being able to sit back and just hear or, or, or you know, it, take in, digest what other people are talking about and not have to, not have to say anything. That's one of the really powerful things about a community. And people can learn simply by watching what's transpiring between two other professionals. And you're thinking, well, I'm dealing with that. I'm too right. shy or I don't feel comfortable, you know, expressing that, but I'm running to exact same. Then you can follow the string through. And just by giving yourself that permission, you learn there too. So it's, it's a dimensionality, but again, it's about engaging. It's about access. It's about uh, expanding your your reach to literally the world, yep. and I think that's that's what makes it so cool. Chris mm -hmm. mapped out on our community where people are, and they're everywhere. You know, we, it blows our mind that they're not just everywhere in the United States. I believe we've it's got global. people in Europe and down in Mexico, Canada. You know, it's it's and it's it's really cool. It kind of makes you smile. I don't know about you, but I wasn't an expert in podcasts or really doing anything else. Um, the first time I did it. And yeah, YouTube's great, videos are great, but I don't have to be the first one to kind of climb the mountain. I can join a community, find people who've already done it, watch the conversations, ask them questions, read their posts, and I can gain insight and wisdom before I even get started. I don't have to be the first one through the gate. Yeah, yeah. Think, about, think about this, right? Ready, Tim? Without things like Dental Wealth Nation or other communities out there, a, a, a professional will sit there and the only thing that they can leverage is what they know right? or what a small population of people around them know. Think about the consequences. There are technologies, there are discussions, there are insights that they would never get exposed to had they not joined that. And by doing that, it dimensionalizes their understanding of what's happening. If not, think about it. They end up doing what they've been doing forever. And don't get me wrong, it works. But when you look at the evolution of dentistry or any industry, in five, 10 years, so much changes. And by being plugged in and, and taking the time to kind of just read what's going on in, in, in these different forums, you get exposed to things you otherwise would. So it's that, it's that kind of mindset. We're we're just rattling. We just, you're just watching us. Get up on the soapbox, and we'll just keep going. Like, oh, it's all right. We love this. But right, this is this is so powerful because right, I've seen the benefit in my life. There's a reason I'm part of mastermind communities, and I right. participate with my peers. And you know, I've been doing that for seven or eight years now, and it has made the biggest impact. In fact, it's kept me in business. There was a time where I was ready to cash out. I said, I'm done. I'm frustrated, and I started calling all my buddies from my mastermind group. And they kept me in business. They helped reignite my passion. I said, and wait. Solve, right. And solve the issues I was facing. That wouldn't have happened without community around me. Yeah. And yeah. so it's so powerful. Now, now with community, and you know, you guys have been running your, your community for a bit now. 
Are, is everything always roses, or do sometimes member disagreements come up? And, and how do you deal with it? It's all perfect. Hold up. It's like a marriage. Perfect. No, I'm <laughs> like a relationship. You know, perfect. In all, in all honesty, we've been very fortunate. I, no, I, not my first rodeo, and I, I, I've certainly been parts of communities where, when I say this nicely, uh, there's it gets crazy. It's, get, it's been crazy. A lot of negativity, and you've had to really work on censoring and, and dealing with some unruly members. We've been very fortunate, and I think in dentistry in general, um, keep, there's a high quality of people yeah. out there who genuinely want to help and support each other. And those that are members of the community, those are people who are generally joining communities and staying engaged in communities. And so we've been very fortunate that we're able yeah, but, to work with them. But all joking aside, it, it, there's a level of patience that you have to have because things don't happen overnight. In addition, there will be circumstances where you're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. And being able to, being able to keep an open mind, being able to kind of step back and say, hold on, you know, leaning in with good intent, you know, that, to the context around that. And then asking a simple question of, hold on, I may be misinterpreting what's going on here. Those, those are important things. So like, like relationships. And I love that you asked the question, is, you know, is there anything? It's like any relationship. There's good, there's bad, there's ugly. And it's how you navigate through that that's really important. And leaning into it or engaging with, with good intent is always the best way to do that. Yes. Because if, 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 you become, if you become drawn to the dark side, uh -huh. then you bring everyone else with you into that space. And then it, it becomes hard to come out of that as opposed to, Stepping back and saying, "Okay, let's take a second here." So, no, it's it's yeah. not been perfect. Um, you know, there's there there are circumstances like we have members that that joined and aren't participating, and at some level, we almost feel responsible for them. It's like, well, what did we do? And hmm. you have to be mindful yeah. not to do not to kind of put yourself into that. Hmm. And then, what what makes everything wonderful is that people, when they do engage, or you discover somebody's been lurking, and you know, you happen to run into them, they're like. I've been following you all for X and I get so much. I've never posted. I've never done anything, but keep it going. And it's the, it's the, I'm going to say the lurkers or it's the silent majority as opposed to the vocal minority that can, that can really, uh, that, that, that can really benefit from yeah. that, this kind of forum. I have a general rule of thumb. You, you assume positive intent, yeah. whether they are not participating mm -hmm. or they are engaging or they're posting something that maybe you think is, Okay, that's I'll need to keep an eye on that. You assume the positive intent. You assume that no one is there to be malicious and, and really trying to harm anyone. Um, and it does keep things in a much better light than assuming everybody is out for themselves. Hmm. Well, and, and I like what you just said about the the lurkers too, right? Sometimes the value is just watching those conversations. You know, if you're at a you know away from the keyboard at a party in real life, you you may feel a little awkward just eavesdropping on everyone. But all of a sudden on that online forum, you can you can watch those conversations and you don't have to worry about, well, what am I going to say? How do I enter in this conversation? And so you can learn without feeling awkward. Right. You also may not be there to meet anybody. You may yeah. be there to simply learn about a specific topic. And so you're just keeping your eye to see when that topic pops up. Yeah. That's normal. Totally okay. Yeah. Now, in your community, do you find there's some hot topics that continue to come up and up over and over again and, and some key discussions that people love to talk about? Yeah. I mean, people love hearing the, the clinical stuff, right? The, you know, here's the x-rays. I had this patient. Here's a case. Um, 
cybersecurity has been a hot topic. Mm. Staffing is a hot topic always. Um, you know, when trade show season comes around, there's a lot of dialogue around different shows and who's going to meet up and what show should I go to and what classes and who's leading classes. Um, on top of all that, though, you start to see a lot of case-specific topics where or practice-specific topics. I have this one situation in my specific practice. How, what, would, what would you all think? What would be your input on this? And that's an interesting time because that's where everybody can bring in their own personal experiences and share. Yeah, in, in, the, in the interviews or the guests we've had on, um, burnout, you know, the, yeah. stress, the stress of dentistry is big. It's not just, you know, trying to be, you know, dental clinicians, dentists, dental hygienists, dental assistants are, are perfectionists and they want to do everything perfectly and it causes a lot of stress. So the, the topic of that is burnout. Um, thriving in a dental practice, you, you look at it, costs are going up, the price of dentistry is going up, patients are experiencing that. So they tend to forego treatment until it gets really bad. Um, uh, th th those are is those are topics yeah. that come up quite a bit. Chris touched on one staffing. You know, post pandemic, mm. it, it, uh, that the pandemic did do crazy things for us. It, it kind of woke us up, uh, not just us but everybody, to the fact that you know you could think everything is perfect, and all of a sudden the entire world shuts down. And uh, as a as a catalyst for people leaving dentistry, all that type of stuff, that that's become. Holy cow. Yeah. Talk about Dental Wealth Nation, Tim. Debt is especially huge. And although it's it's a it's a you know a duh for dental students because they're they're saddled with a massive amount of debt, debt young dentists or dentists who are trying to expand, they, the this concept of debt is a very alien uh, uh, topic mm -hmm. for people because they're not quite sure what it looks like. And then the other one tied to finances, and this is the big one, you know. It's only in the end when people are looking to transition from the practice retired that they discover that the value of their practice is nowhere near what they thought. Because they, you know, like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm killing myself here. My, my production is fantastic. I'm generating, I'm making up 90% of what this, the value of this place. And then when they go to, to, you know, transition to someone else, they discover it's worth nothing because... There's no succession plan, yeah. or or you look at the you look at the uh, profitability of the practice, and it's all whacked out because no one ever took the time to share that. So it's stress around people, stress around money, stress around wanting to do the best for them, and then you know getting getting patients in there. So those I would say in those four or five areas, those are the some of the biggest technology comes up a lot, and it ties back mm -hmm. into what you were saying. When do I invest in 3D printing? And how do I invest in that? And which one do I invest in? Does it make my, what will that do to right. my EBITDA? How does that affect my practice? Yeah. And what about my team? And all these things, you're not going to find that in a simple Google search. So you see those topics come up and that's a much more in-depth conversation between hmm. yeah. people who've done it and people who are looking at looking to do it. So Chris mentioned technology. The cost of technology is it's not inexpensive, but there's so much. So yeah. it does and can get very overwhelming. What should I invest in? And it's the, you know, it's a computer conundrum, whatever you want to call it, where, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm buying this computer in a year, it'll be out of date. <laughs> so does that mean I have to buy another one? Oh my gosh, they have this update, but they're charging this much money. I haven't. 
So it's that type of stuff that, that we're seeing as, as big topics. And, and it's nice to hear from people about, you know, here's what I've done, or here's the mistake that I made. You know, we learn from making mistakes. And people in, in communities and, and on, our, on our show are wonderful at sharing mistakes that they've made and what they did or how they overcame or overcome or over overdid or got past the that you know resolve that that issue and those those are other key things i think we just listed everything on the planet right tim yeah i won't right and actually one of the most surprising things i heard that, that i think is super valuable is right when the when the conference season starts right oftentimes you show up you don't know anyone or you're like trying to text your buddies from dental school saying hey are you going to be right you're, you're you're craving to to go find someone in a sea of 20,000 people right and, and all of a sudden it's like you've got your online community and you're probably going to find someone to hang out with and have dinner hey, are you guys going to be yeah. here yeah not, not only hang out with but show me what you're here for let's exactly the booth you want to see and what I want to see and it's chance to learn and Look through someone else's eyes. Yeah, and it's a whole lot easier when you've got someone to do projects together with and work on, right? Just that guidance from from someone else because you don't feel so alone, right? Yeah. So, so the um, other thing I wanted to ask is, right? Oftentimes, when you jump into these new online communities, right? There's a profile to set up, there's a picture to put in, a little little headline. Is that worth the time and effort to do? My my thoughts, absolutely. Yes. Communities are about relationships. And about people. If I'm just an anonymous blob picture with no profile, it's going to be tough for anyone to reach out to me and say, hey, we are, we have this shared experience. Let's talk. Or, hey, this person responded to me, but I, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're about. I don't know if this is valid information or this is something I should really lean into more. So absolutely, the more you can give about yourself, the more you contribute, the more you put into it, really the more value you're going to get out of it. It's it uh, that's that's where I was going to go, Tim. Uh, the advice, if anything, for people watching this or uh, considering it, be genuine, right? You're you're, you're going to run into those people who make up these bogus profiles. It's you know like anything, they exist, but you, you can kind of get a sense for that. You will get out of a community, a forum, uh, a consultant, a company, whatever, what you put into it. When you when you you know engage with with good intent and meaningfully then you'll get some really good stuff the more honest you can be about who you are and what you are and what you do the the better it is now if you join a community you do that and then you start getting pummeled in it in, in like crazy pummeled with with ads and all that then bag the community because yeah. that's just a lead yeah. gen but if you do that and you start having meaningful dialogue or discussion with people that's a good place to be if you go to community and everyone is absolutely ripping on everyone and you've got people completely, you know, pissed off at everything, you're going to become pissed off at everything. Step away if that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. Again, the control or the authority to participate or not sits with the person joining, not the community. But it's an investment. And ideally, if, the, if you deposit more than you withdraw, Long term, you're going to reap the benefits of that, yeah. but it does take time. It's not something you're going to see. I created a profile today. I posted a question today. My world will be great. Yeah, be patient. 
So, so how do you recommend the, the busy dental professionals out there balance the, the ability to, to be part of and members of a community versus, you know, all the other demands in life? How do we find balance to do this? So I'll, I'll start. So first of all, I don't even know who shared this with me. It was an old mentor of mine, or I read it somewhere. You will find the time to do things that add value to you. Hmm. In other words, you know, if you go into any endeavor thinking I don't have the time to do it, you're predisposing yourself to failure. Hmm. The the advice would give is, you know, make a commitment, short term even. And then it's about committing to a, a rhythm and a cadence. And by that, you join a community, you don't have to be wed to that thing 24 7, you know, 30, 365. Make a commitment. Say, all right, every, I'm going to check it once a day and I'm not going to spend more than X number of time on it. And then stick to that. And then do that, this cadence and the rhythm, and get in the habit of doing that. And it becomes part of what you do. You know, you go into a dental practice. Or you go to work and you know there are a certain set of things add that to it if you have too many you have too many pull a couple yeah. out that don't matter yeah but it's it's about again making the commitment and then establishing a a doable cadence and rhythm of doing hmm. it and you'll discover that it will become it, it just becomes part of what you're doing there's, there's a practical aspect to it as well um if you don't if you're not a facebook user don't try to force yourself on the Facebook to use a Facebook group. It's not gonna feel natural, it's not gonna feel organic or authentic. Um, if you're a cell phone person, you're on your phone all the time, find one that has an app so that you can engage with it and connect with it and you use it. It, it, it more seamlessly fits into your life rather than trying to learn a new technology, overcome any fears or uh, you know reservations about this platform or that platform. So find something that fits with you organically. That's gonna be a better and more organic transition rather than trying to completely change the way you think and the way you go about it. Hmm. Well, and I love that you keep stressing, right? You're going to get out of the community what you put in. It's a, probably a bit like my gym membership. It only works when I pull <laughs> the gym. I don't get anything out of mine. I'm telling you that. No. If you ever find me the gym that I can just pay my membership for and get all the benefits from without showing up, I will pay whatever they ask. <laughs> you, you would be a very, very wealthy man. Yes. So, yeah. but, I, but I haven't found that one yet. And the same is true with communities or marriages or any relationship. Yeah. Any you relationship. get out of it what you put into it. People are people. Online yeah. in relationships and business. You know, there's, it's all about the relationship between one to, one to many or one to one. And it, it yeah. is about a value exchange. Yeah. And, you know, the, the other thing I love about both of you is, right, you are you are entrepreneurs. You, you've got, you know, industry expertise in really helping people overcome challenges. And, and one of the things I know you talk about is the importance of having a North Star. And can you talk a little bit about why that is so important? It's easy, really, really easy to get astray. It's really easy to forget the reason why you started and start changing the next shiny thing or hop on the next trend or look what that guy's doing. I want to do that too. It's so easy to get off path and it's really difficult to get back on track sometimes, especially online where things happen so quickly. Once you've gone down a road and you're two months down the road, suddenly there's so much built out that reverting back can be really challenging. So having that North Star and keeping yourself attuned to it is really, really key. Yeah. We as humans, as individuals, and this is an observation I made, we, and I include myself, are notorious 
for manufacturing perceptions that don't exist. Mm. Because we do that, we believe we have to be a certain way. Or we believe we have to do something. Or we believe we have to compare ourselves to somebody else. And when you think about it, me comparing myself to you or Chris is so inappropriate. Or somebody my age, because I didn't live their life. I didn't experience what they've experienced. And I haven't learned what they've learned. I've learned what mm. I've learned. I've experienced what I've experienced. I've lived my life. Use your life. Use your experience. Use your learnings to establish, uh, put a stake in the ground. And go for it. Here's what's beautiful. If halfway there you discover it's not what you want, it's so simple to change it. Hmm. But commit to that. And don't let manufactured perceptions or a belief system that's been put on you by somebody else or a somebody telling you that you have to be a certain way. Define who you are as a person because the only person who can define who you are as a person is you. And it's it's that it's that advice about communities. Go into a community. If if this community doesn't accept you as who you are, that's not your community. Just get out because you're going to try like a relationship, right? You meet someone and they they like you because of reception. So because you like this person, you change. At some point, you're going to get tired, and you're going to default to who you are. You're going to go, wait a minute, Rolando, who are you? I, that, that's not who I met six months ago. And I'm, I'm just exhausted. I can't be the person you you think or want me to be because this is me. So that's that's why find your North Star based on who you are and then you know commit to it. <laughs> success is, a lot of success is really powered by authenticity and intention. But going into it with that intent of what my goal is, even if it changes along the way, and being authentic about who you are and how you want to get there is always going to be a better path than going in with no real idea what I want to do. I'll just throw some stuff against yeah. the wall, figure it out, and I'll pretend I'm something I'm not. Hmm. And so with finding that North Star, is that something that, once again, the, the community can can help you with in terms of, of, of bouncing ideas off people or actually even holding you accountable for your North Star. Absolutely. So, Tim, that it's this. You know, folks, I'm lost. Hmm. I need help because I'm, I, I'm struggling to figure out what to do. Don't You don't want people to tell you, but let them share with you what they did. And you might discover, you know, that's really good advice. Mm -hmm. So it's okay not to know what it is, and it's okay to share that you're struggling to get it because that's part of who we are, right? But then the fault on, by the way, there's this context, and I share this with a lot of our community members. You know, we solve problems every day. That's what we do as clinicians, as business professionals, as individuals, humans. The key to solving problems is not planning or thinking or talking or analyzing all that. The key to solving problems is acting, right? You mm -hmm. have to act on it. Otherwise, you don't learn. And when you learn, that's when you discover what I did. Did it work or not? But the one thing that people struggle the most is, so what should you act on? What should, how, how should you make that decision? Act on what you know because you can do something with what you know. Don't. Please don't try to act on what you don't know or speculate because you're making decisions on guesses. And when you mm -hmm. make decisions on guesses, guess what? You don't know. And if you ever made a decision on something you don't know, you are incredibly unsettled. But if I know it's raining outside, the decision I'm going to make is I'm going to go out and I'm going to get wet. When I get wet, I'm not surprised. You know, it's raining outside, I'll go get an umbrella. I might get a little wet, but at least I'll stay mostly dry. 
Hmm. Based on, not, I think it's raining. Well, I'm not sure. I don't want to get wet. Well, okay, fine. You know, you're you're kind of in a funky place. So there you go. It's a, it's a great question because really we all face that. Whether you're in a job search or figuring out investments, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. So reach, reaching out to a community of people who you're comfortable with and have that experience and saying, "Yeah, I'd love some advice. Share some experiences." It, it's what community is for. It's why we have people in our lives. Why we're not living alone in a cave. Yeah, no, so, so true. And so how can we find your community? How can we find Empowered Dentistry and and, and, and decide if that's the community and tribe for us? Sure. Empowereddentistry.com is the easiest way to do that. Um, you can find us there. You can go to our Zyrus.com website and find a link there. You can also tune in to Dental Voice on Spotify or whatever. And from there, there's links always provided to these as well. And are there any monthly membership charges or fees to be part of the community? No, no. It, this is free. Actually, there, there is one uh -oh. charge, okay? You have to participate. And if you don't want to, then don't. I love it. Well said. So, so Chris <laughs> Roland, uh, wow. I mean, I, I am more excited about community than I've ever been. And I, and I was pretty excited before. But before we sign off here, any closing thoughts or, or, or last kind of ideas for our listeners today? You know, my, my only closing thought, my ask to everyone watching would really be to take some time and give it a shot. Spend, commit a month and say, I'm going to visit every day or every couple of days, whatever you can do within your life and, and give it a shot and engage and contribute and get involved and see what value it brings to you and, and how that can impact your life. You, you never know if you don't try. That first step is a hard one. Wow. And I would add, and it, it goes back to this lurking thing. Spend, if, if, if this is something that people want to pursue, go into a community, join it. Mm -hmm. And then with, without having to just read, take the time to see what, what's on the forums, what people are participating, what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. You will feel it. You will go, wow. Or you won't. In which case, it's your choice. Find another one or give it more time. But if after a while it's not working, just accept, and it's it's neither here nor there. It's not for you. Hmm. So it's it's that type of thing. Again, it's it's what you put in it is what you get out of it, and it, it it is an incredibly powerful vehicle for just learning. And if you enjoy doing that, I, I lurk on a lot of different forums, not just in dentistry. I love cars. I love motorcycles. Hmm. I like carpentry. I like working on electronics. I'm fascinated by AI. I love space. You know. And I and I, I'm not a you know rocket scientist, but I love reading the context around that and all those types of things. And I lurk a lot on those, and hmm. and I find that I learn a lot. And I, sometimes I don't even have to talk to anybody. Wow, fantastic! Well, hey, thank you both for sharing so generously. Thank you for for helping doctors and, and those within the dental industry find community so that they can be empowered and find their tribe, and and in that process make the whole world of dentistry just a little bit less lonely. So thank you for your positive contributions that you're making. And also thank you for what you're doing. Again, dental wealth. You shared with us, wealth is not just about money. And I love the context and kind of the sentiment behind that. Wealth is about what, what be obviously money is a part of it, but it's also, it's a much more dimensional context. And that the Wealth Nation is all about that. So thank you yeah. for that too. We appreciate you having us, giving us the time, and we do appreciate very much what you're doing for you know, so many people. 
Likewise, and we'll uh, we'll chat again soon. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you again here soon on Dental Wealth Nation. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at DentalWealthNation.com. 